0: Righteous ratchet real real, real righteous real. ratchet real righteous ratchet real righteous ratchet
1: and real. real 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 righteous ratchet and real
0: real I feel exposed okay <laughs> welcome to the righteous ratchet and real podcast this podcast is for people who love God, but sometimes side eye the church. We're three friends, balancing
2: the secular and sacred, the righteous and ratchet, as we discuss current right. topics through a gospel right. lens. We might say some things we're not supposed to, but you are probably thinking it anyway. You know how we say in the church,
0: charge, charge our to life. our
2: head and, and not our, our heart. heart.
1: We're going to keep it real.
2: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Righteous, Ratchet, and Real. I'm Dr. Renee, and I'm surrounded by my homegirls. Come on, homegirls, talk to the people. What up? It's Dr. T.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Greta. What's going on?
2: We're continuing our series on hard conversations. And this time, oh my gosh, we are talking about sex.
0: Ah, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's right. talk about you and hey. Me. Hey. <laughs> That's right.
2: We're talking about sex. We're talking about sex scandals in the church. Now, here's a disclaimer um, anytime we're talking about such a sensitive topic, you know, we want to remember that we're talking about real people. Sisters and brothers in Christ who have gotten caught up in sin and, you know, an entanglement or whatever. And, you know, fallout ensues. Right. And that's the same with all of our hard conversations. We're talking about real folks. Um, We here at Righteous Ratchet and Real are no better than anybody else. Not at all. For real. (laughs) Uh, One thing I've learned in my 12 years on pastoral staff is that just because somebody sins differently than you doesn't mean they're any more sinful or that you are any less sinful. Right. We are all sinners saved by grace. We've all sinned and come short. We have sinned. We will sin. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we you know, even though uh, we're going to be getting into a whole bunch of stuff today, we'll be treading with a measure of grace amen saints amen and <laughs> so for context i grew up in a missionary baptist church and we really didn't talk about sex over the pulpit like that right we really didn't hear about sex over the pulpit mm-hmm. you know our pastor talked about infidelity and whatnot because of david and you know other instances about keeping yourself pure and all of that um, but we never talked about the impact of sexual scandal in church settings. I think the first time that I heard um, sex in the church discussed openly was 1988 when Jimmy Swaggart. Y'all remember televangelist Jimmy oh, yeah. Swagger. Right. He uttered those famous words, you know, heard around the globe. I have sinned, you know, because uh, he got caught up in an entanglement, you know. Um, but you know, church folk getting a little, a little, some, some little nucky, a little booty on the side. <laughs> that ain't nothing new. Greta is like falling out. Falling right? out. <laughs> We're listening. Oh my gosh. The booty on the side right Okay. I mean, we said we was going to talk about it, right? we going to talk, we going to talk about this thing. Shoot. Somebody get a little booty on the side. It is not, that's not anything new. There's nothing new under the sun. Okay. Been this, son. they've been doing this right um but by now you know most of most of our listeners i'm sure y'all have heard or y'all have seen rather the movie honk for jesus save your soul right mm-hmm. um that is with regina hall playing the role of first lady trinity childs and sterling k brown as uh pastor lee curtis childs and you know this was the first time i've ever seen um the struggles mm-hmm. Of a black church struggling specifically with infidelity. Now I know y'all are some greenleaf watchers. I never really picked up that that show. I never really watched that, you know, because people were saying how close it was to home. I'm like, I, I, I see enough every Sunday.
1: <laughs> you I live see- it. You live it.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I really didn't watch that. But so for me, it was the first time seeing um, a scandal like that at a black mega mega church, you know, on 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 screen. Um, and apparently this movie is loosely based on, uh, or inspired by the scandal, uh, that ensnared the late Bishop Eddie Long of the world renowned new birth Baptist church, you know, that that's outside of Atlanta. So as the story goes, allegedly he engaged in sexual relationships with young gay men. Um, and he did that by grooming them. Uh, and coercing them cash, gifts, clothes, etc., cetera, uh, were part of that strategy. So it was a scandal that really rocked new birth, I know, and Black church culture, for sure. Like, everybody was talking about that, like, everybody. Um, everybody has something to say. And, you know, I, I wonder why that scandal hit us so hard. Was it because of... Bishop long's macho you know heteronormative presentation you know this 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 man that's wildly successful, virile, you know strong um he's tough talking you know and hard walking gospel preacher i mean was it his anointing uh because he could show enough preach the paint off the walls now he could preach, watch this, watch this, watch this <laughs> 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 Was it because of, you know, the power dynamics of what it means to to be a preacher, a pastor, a powerful pastor, right? That has the ear of, you know, mayors and governors and, you know, all all kinds of other uh, shock callers in our community and in our our society. And him, you know, allegedly preying on young men young black men at that, you know? So, so why do y'all think it hit us so
1: hard? I can tell you that for me, I think the reason why I was like on the story was because he was known for being very vocal and critical of homosexuality. And it was like, pull back the curtains a little bit. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) You know? And so For me, I think that that was one of the reasons why. And the other is that he was married. And Mm -hmm. so you're you're a married man. And now these, you know, several. And I, I have a whole thing about that when it comes to us not believing victims. Because I'm like, if one person pops up, it could be he said, she said, or he said, he said. But when you have multiple people mm-hmm. popping out, mm-hmm. what do they gain? So then I have to look at you and be like, Sada, I think the one person here who might be lying. <laughs> so um that but that for me was the thing was the fact that he had been so super critical in his preaching about homosexuality being a sin and pointing fingers and damning people and then It turns out that more than likely, because I I was like, we know there was some payouts or whatever, but more than likely, whatever, you know, it is that something inappropriate was happening and it was, it was, you know, men who you've been preaching about that's so wrong. So it was like, interesting.
0: I think it was all probably for all the reasons you named Renee and the one that you just mentioned as well, Takisha. But in terms of like the power dynamics, too, not only having the ear of the powerful, but also the mouth, if you will, of God. Because you're supposed to be hearing and speaking what God has has poured into you. And so, but not only that, we just have a tendency to put people on a pedestal. We forget that our pastors, our favorite preachers and teachers are still human. Mm-hmm. And, and not that human is an excuse to for wrong and for operating in the flesh and all that other stuff, but people are, are people are people. People be peopling and are subject prone to make mistakes uh, and and terrible mistakes. Let's be real, uh, mistakes that will. Of course, divide congregations and make people fall away and all of those things. But we just forget that people are people. And even though I may present that I have it all together, I may present that I have a powerful anointing because let's be honest, we can fabricate that as well. Um, Even though I might present all of that, I am still just a flawed individual. Mm-hmm. Yes, God created me and said, that's good, but I still have flaws. Come on. So mm-hmm. I, I think we lose sight of that when we um, when we exalt the person. And, and that is something that we have done for ages. Eddie Long was not the first preacher to be exalted. He won't be the last. But we see the effects of what happens when we exalt those people and they fall. Mm-hmm. That's good, Greta.
2: You know, it's it's interesting too um the ways in which this scandal broke and the attention paid to it to me felt different. Um, because I think we've become accustomed to some type of sexual scandals and not others, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it was, you know, some boys
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this
2: time. I yeah. think that definitely made a difference in the level of of coverage, Mm -hmm. Um, even if he had not been as vocal um, about heterosexuality, uh, homosexuality rather, um, I I still, I I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, some some of us, because we put our pastors on pedestals, right? We don't, we we see uh, homosexuality as a different kind of weakness right? Than just a pension for girls. Oh, he, you know, he liked the girls, you know, you know, he liked them young or whatever, but it's, it's to the ear. It's different when it's boys. It's like, what, you know? And I think that speaks to our own, um, issues, uh, with homosexuality and the way we, we that we view it and the way in which we have, um, been taught mm-hmm. that folks who are gay don't necessarily have the same kind of anointing or what have you like that's not a thing i'm like come on now there's plenty of gay folk that is that's preaching the paint Mm -hmm. off the walls and or singing heaven down you know writing
0: anointed songs i mean come on now but i would also add too because in my in my just going back in my in my mind i don't think i think this is the first time that it happened in such a major way in the black church. You know, Catholic church, we always hear about altar boys, and it's always been something that was out there. Mm-hmm. Even though part of the church, it was still out there and not so much, and not to say that there aren't black Catholics and all that other stuff, but still, by and large, we, we're thinking that's out there, that's not us. But then you got it, it was so close to home for so many because it was a part of that Baptocostal, even if you weren't Baptocostal AME, it was somebody who was on the national stage, mm-hmm. somebody most people liked and listened to, even followed, visited the church. You had some type of connection, even however loosely, with Eddie Long. And, and if it had been a woman, let's be real, it would have been, well, he's just a man. Mm. And and it happens all the time, and whatever, whatever, it would have we would have excused it away, right? But this one, we we ain't done that one before, yeah. Mm-hmm. We ain't done that one before, and how how? Ooh, what do we do with that? You know, it was eyebrows. Even if you, and I, I hate to get into names, but even some of our musicians. And, and uh, psalmists who have struggled in that area, let's say it like that, even to hear their testimony and say that this is a struggle for me and I'm trying to do better. And, I, you know, we've heard that testimony. Right. And so we, there's grace. There's more grace there because we know the testimony. We know they're struggling with it and we know they want to be this as opposed to that. So we give that person grace. But this was totally new. Totally out of left field. And I don't think people knew how to deal with it.
1: Can I just name here just for, for, for clarity on, on me? I can't speak for my uh, co-host, but when we talk about struggle, for me, let's be clear that that is because the church has taught that homosexuality is a sin. And right. I am of the belief that people are living their truth and that it is not about a, a sin as so much as bad theology and teaching. So the struggle for me is, is not about the person so much as the person trying to live in to what the church has told them they need to be.
2: I think the se- sexual ethics here um, in, in Bishop Long's case and in the case of what we see on the screen in Honk for Jesus is important um, in terms of it was grooming a number of right. young men, right? So right. I, so I am not drawing a line about about gay folks. As I said, you know, folks, right? That that's not that's not the line I'm drawing. I'm drawing the sexual ethics piece yeah. of right. thing. Right. He was one, He was married one, right? And two, he was grooming these young men. He was being predatory,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you mm-hmm. know that is Greta. That for me is is also you know. We've heard about that in the Catholic Church, right? Plus, right. We have not heard about that in Black Church, so because that's the part right. that for me, it's like what we've never. You're right. We've right. never done that scene before. This was totally new territory for us. Yeah, at least for us youngins. Actually, there are some bells ringing about some about an elder that is long deceased. Now that that there was rumors about them having a stable of young men. Um, mm-hmm. but because I'm not going to name names because I can't even remember the name one, but we are also not going to name. So, you know,
0: mm-hmm. we don't let
2: that be where it is, but yeah, we haven't done it. We haven't heard this on this kind of stage before with someone who was that large and right. you know, all of us are watching. Um, but it's good that we're having these kinds of conversations now because stuff like this is what causes people to walk away and stay away right. from the church. Right. Absolutely. Not airing these things out and understanding how we even got here in the first place. I mean, from from a righteous perspective, we all know that sexual infidelity is wrong. Infidelity is wrong. We don't have Mm -hmm. to recite a whole bunch of scriptures on that. We know that thou shalt not commit adultery. We know the story of David and Bathsheba, that David took Bathsheba, that was someone else's wife, without her consent. And then eventually he had her husband murdered because... Mm-hmm. got her pregnant, etc., etc. We know that the wages of sin is death. We know how that played out. Um, mm-hmm. But what struck mm-hmm. me in doing the the research for this particular episode was this passage in First Timothy three, where it talks about the the qualities necessary for a pastor or an overseer, a bishop. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If anyone aspires to be an overseer, and you can just fill in pastor or bishop uh, with that word. Um, They desire a noble work. Uh, Mm -hmm. They must be above reproach. Got one spouse. Must be self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Not a drunkard, not a bully, but a gentle person. Not quarrelsome, not greedy, right? And Mm -hmm. already in that passage, Mm self-controlled is the thing that sticks out. What we see on the screen in "Hung for Jesus uh-huh. is someone that does not have self-control, someone who wanted what they wanted, when they wanted, how they wanted it, and would did whatever they wanted to do to get it. You know, mm-hmm. not to be spoiling the movie for those who haven't seen, but this pastor, even in the midst of trying to uh, recover from mm-hmm. the sexual scandal, he was still soliciting a young man during the course of, of his quote unquote healing process. Mm-hmm. He was still trying to get up in some dude's pants. So it's like, you know, self-control was his issue. And, and we see that so many times when we hear about pastors getting caught up uh, with the issue of sex. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. The, the the righteousness piece here is is quite clear is that God expects us, you know, and holds those of us who are leaders to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not to be perfect because no person right. can be. But we are to be people who are self-controlled, who have qualities that, you know, are, are um, indicative of people who are close to God and can lead by example. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Got to be I, self-controlled um But, you know, the, the whole movie uh, was was interesting because, of course, like I said, no one is expected to be perfect. But um Trinity and, and First Lady Trinity and Pastor Lee, Lee Curtis, they were ratchet, too. Mm-hmm. They were, there was a scene uh where they were bopping to knuck if you buck. And <laughs> I, was, I
0: was like, yo, that's <laughs> 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 I mean, right.
1: Yeah. That was literally like I saw myself in the car. I have been, I've been there, been there. Like I'm like, oh, you know, whether I was about to go to a meeting and I had to, you know, put on that self, like we about to handle this. Right. Or whether it just be, you know, that is one of my favorite songs from college. I was like, you know, we were definitely. I mean, every time, ah. <laughs> every time it comes on. So it also has a special place in my heart because it takes me back to college days. So, yes, I think that that's, you know, for me is that it's OK to be a little ratchet, you know, to mm-hmm. to just I th- for me, it humanized the characters, mm-hmm. but it also humanized what it means to be a preacher, that we get to have those ratchet moments. We get to have the the joy moments, but it also shows that we all do get to make mistakes too. But I think um, to kind of take us back for a second, for me, I think the aspect is that although we mess up and I never want people to think the preachers are perfect and that we can be perfect, Mm -hmm. but that we can own our stuff when one people call us on it, or when we recognize it. And so I think that for me was the problem was, especially as preachers in a mega church, rather than owning our stuff, or having to own our stuff, just pastors in general, I guess, is that to own our stuff publicly means that we take the risk of people leaving our congregations. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think if we're honest about who we are and apologetic, I think we stand the chance of people being able to forgive us. Like, I own it. I messed up. Yeah. Forgive me. And I think that that is oftentimes what is lacking when it comes to our Uh, righteousness is that we are either trying to act like we're perfect Mm -hmm. or we are not owning when we mess up and just asking for forgiveness. And, you know, Greta is usually the one who can give us destinations in the Bible, but I (laughs) I do know that, you know, there is a text in the Bible where it just talks about going to your brother and asking for forgiveness. And so I think that we as preachers need to exercise that as well, is that we can ask for forgiveness. We can own it. You know, Um, we (laughs) If we think about what it meant for Lee Curtis or who it's loosely based on, you're still going to financially do some reparations, but you want to present or not own your sin in front of the congregation, which takes away some of that. And that kind of goes back to a previous episode where that question comes up, you know, in our our group asking, what does reparations and um, asking for forgiveness look like for a pastor? In this example, it's the same thing. What happens when you are scandalous or you get caught up in a scandal? What does your for asking for forgiveness and reparations look like to the people, to the congregation? And I think it looks different
2: when you are talking about, oops, you know, I got hot in the drawers one time in the church office uh, with the secretary. Gre- Greta. Greta. <laughs>
1: Renee, you're killing me with the phrase, right. Okay, she's real wild, wild today. Real drops. wild. This is wild. Okay, okay. we're well, we <laughs> in the ratchet section, so she's okay.
0: Yes, that's true. It, it, but hot in the draw. So okay, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm and, but I, I want to come back and say something when you finish, though, Renee. But that okay, was so, good. I so love, at okay.
2: least I think repentance looks different when it's a one-time thing versus you're having a multi-year affair or you are doing something where you are actively grooming somebody or you are, you know, prostitutes, you know, and, and you're charging it to the church account, you know, using your credit cards for, for a decade. It looks very different to me because, yeah. you know, we, we are human. We are looking for qualities in a pastor that, you know, indicate that you, you, you are repented. You have a humble heart and those kinds of activities that are ongoing and perpetual don't speak to, to that kind of humility. Uh, you know, so, so repentance and, and, and reparations are going to nest nece- I, I think it necessi- necessitates a different response yes. than, you know, for just a yeah. one-time deal. Yeah. Greta, what you going to say?
0: So after the hot and the draws, let me collect myself. Um, But no, so I I think because we are human, right? And in the public eye, whether we are nationally known or locally in your city known or whatever, um, because we're human, we have to own privately the fact that we are who we are, right? So if I have a pension for something, if I have a proclivity towards something, that's number one on my prayer list. Lord, you know, and I'm going to use David as an example, example, because you brought up David and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. So for all the songs that we read that David wrote, never once have I read what David said. Lord, I love these women you created. Jesus, I need you to help me with them. We don't read that. But maybe if we had, we wouldn't have had a Bathsheba moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just saying, if we own our stuff privately Mm -hmm. on a regular, because Mm -hmm. we can still slip and fall, come on. But if we own it privately, then maybe it will stop us from having to apologize publicly. Mm. And I don't know if we have enough of that. Because like Takesha said, we're often busy trying to portray ourselves as perfect, Unflawed. We ain't got no issues. We ain't got no hangups. Um, and that is a lie from the pit of hell. I'm sorry, but if you are in leadership, if you're just on on the earth breathing, but especially I believe if you are in leadership, you you're dealing with a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I know God calls flawed people, and because I'm flawed and I'm one of them, and I know my stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like Lord, I need you to help me because mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to do that. Right. And so I find the more often that I'm more honest with me, um, in my time with God, that my feet don't feel as slippery. I'm not saying they're not, but they don't feel as slippery, uh, as they might do in a moments where I'm not going before God and saying, God, I need your help with this.
1: Right. And talking about even owning our own proclivities then kind of going back to something we've said in previous episodes about accountability like we talk about accountability when it comes to our finances but we also need to keep ourselves accountable when we know that even you know our our proclivities are are sexual things you know Mm -hmm. so creating people who will hold us accountable because there are many preachers I know who have gotten caught up in scandals and one of the things they say is the people around them made it possible for them to Mm -hmm. do it so -hmm. it wasn't that people didn't know but Mm -hmm. people kind of like either hushed it took brushed it under the rug people you know drove them to where they needed to be Mm -hmm. no one was whether people were saying it or they allowed people the opportunity to you know listen to them but that's part of it because bless you know, John Gray's heart. And we have seen Ooh. a number of times where he has had to apologize Itch. from the pulpit to his wife, to, you know, his congregation. mm mm-hmm. I need to know what are your levels of accountability? Who are you putting in place to help you actually not fall into what you know is your weakness? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, you know, you, you can't be like, I'm gonna go to the church conference by myself. Maybe you need to ensure that your wife is there. To mm-hmm. help you mm-hmm. not get distracted because that's your area. You mm-hmm. know, my mm-hmm. area is that I got to make sure people tell me don't get French fries, get a salad. You mm-hmm. know, but- <laughs> real though, because for yeah. example, it was recently,
0: it may have been John Osteen, Joel Osteen, but he was saying that he doesn't take any meetings. And I might have the wrong one, but he doesn't take any meetings without his wife present, I want to say. And people were giving flack about that because they were saying that why was that necessary? Does he, is Mm -hmm. he, and, 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 you know, I'm not saying that right or wrong, but I I do see the wisdom in that. And even as a female pastor, I have certain things in place where if, if someone comes to my office while I'm there in the office by myself, that things, You know, because stuff happens, right? Right. So we have to have, like you said, Takesha, those layers of protection in place to protect ourselves and the other person who's on the other side of that. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think we have that enough. Like you said, people, there are people around us who can either hinder that or help that. And it brings me back to Nathan. I mean, to David, who had Nathan. Thank God for Nathan in that situation. And I think everybody... Needs at least one or two Nathans or Nathanettes mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them, <laughs> to, to, like you said, just to keep stay accountable for your actions.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you need a flip phone so you can't be getting them nudes. Uh, sit, t-
1: <laughs> I am going out right flip now, phone? y'all. I'm gonna go out, i come back. <laughs>
0: The, what's the one that they have for the Saint? what's
1: that a jitterbug. Jitterbug. a
2: jitterbug maybe you need a jitterbug i mean
1: You're right? If that's what's causing you to stumble saints i right. mean mm-hmm. pass yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it you gotta do what you gotta do right or you need to switch your friend circle because you know well, you know like how drug addicts hang around with drug addicts they know it's easier for you to actually slip back i'm like you know Maybe you need to go to therapy to hey, know out hey, why so it is you are wanting to do this over and over again, although you're hurting yourself and hurting other people right. because there can be something deeper behind really. that. Because, like, you know, Jay-Z even talked about the fact that I was like, you know, he went to therapy to help him uncover some of the things that had him. Mm. So it there are many ways. Yes. In which we can hold ourselves accountable to the things that are our proclivities that we know we're living with and that we are asking God to change in us. There are things that right. we can do as well.
0: Right. That's right. Absolutely. That's good. And it
2: it's okay for you to have Jesus and a therapist too. Amen. Amen. Amen and Ashe. <laughs> I mean, you know, sex get us all twisted up. You know, sex is such a powerful thing. Um, It is, it was interesting to see on screen um, the way in which the pastor was willing to risk it all. Mm. Yeah. And he had such an amazing, well, at least on the outside, an amazing life um, with his beautiful wife. There was a, a point where he was preaching a sermon talking about how his wife, you know, God bless me with everything, but, but of all those things, my wife, you know, Mm -hmm. and the fact that he was harming his wife in such Mm -hmm. a profound way, um, was very fascinating too. Um, and, and kind of a a ratchet thing for me, because I'm like, how are you going to, oh, she mentioned, first lady mentioned that, you know, you see the man, the pastor doing all these things and he may be the head, you know, but I'm the neck, I'm the spine, you know, and she had done so much. And I just think about first ladies in general, you know, OK, this is in the case of when you have a male pastor. So I'm just going to say that um, when you have a male pastor and you have this first lady who serves so diligently, you know, alongside mm-hmm. and it's the pastor that's getting the shine, but she is doing the the hard labor like, how are you devaluing this woman by, by just shaming her, you know, by having all of these people out in the streets, you know, coming home with stuff and bringing home babies and all kinds of foolishness. Like, what is that? What You know, and it's really painful to consider how a lot of folks, a lot of, a lot of our, our partners um, also labor uh just in unseen ways and yet they are the ones that are hurt the most in these yes. kinds of scandals. I can't imagine what Bishop Long's wife um endured. Right. I cannot. Um right. and the level of pain I, I pray that she has found peace and solace and that, you know, therapy was available for her and whatever it was that she needed mm-hmm. um to to really get through that. Um in the movie, you know, Trinity, First Lady Trinity was willing to um, do dumb stuff, <laughs> degrading stuff, in order to re- retain or to come back to her place of prestige, right? Her platform. Um, there was something that she said to the, the pastor. She said something like you need to do this and, and you can get me back on that stage. Y'all remember that part in the movie? I do. And I was like, oh, that also speaks to her desperation to Mm -hmm. be in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. which was fascinating. I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it that way. that there was something in being in the spotlight in that church for her. Um, And the fact that she was willing to not only stay with him, but to degrade herself, to holding a sign and dancing around outside the church, talking about hunk for Jesus, you know, trying to get people to come back to the church. She was willing to do even that mm-hmm. to get her husband's position restored so that her position, too, would be restored.
1: Um, that was she wild. gave up. She gave up a lot to do that. And we have to talk about first ladies give up oftentimes dreams goals, Mm -hmm. their positions. I was talking with about this earlier with a friend and I was talking about a colleague and he's not the only one who felt called to pastor, but Mm -hmm. his wife was the one who finished um, within our denomination. She got her ordinations first. And so he was still in school. He couldn't be Uh, an elder. And so he mentioned the fact that I don't know what I'm going to do because I feel called to pastor. Mm -hmm. And when she got the pastorate, he was like, I don't know what's about to happen. And I think about all the first ladies I know or co-pastors that I know that are women and preach and teach better than the men, but because patriarchy is so strong in the church, she plays the role behind him and allows him to be the star and the figure. And so even in Greenleaf, going Mm -hmm. back to another, Mm -hmm. you know, type where they talk about these scandals again she always had a call on her life she always had something she wanted to do but she recognized she had to take the back seat in order for him to Mm. shine and Mm. so you know trinity mentioned it but it's like after she gave up all the things that she gave up you know in order for him to be there you know she can't just walk away you gotta do this (laughs) right and i mean technically she could and we hope you know, if that's really what her goal was, that she would be one of those women to walk away because we've seen, you know, in in points where women had to walk away and start their own churches because of, you know, deciding to walk away from men. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that struck me about, bringing up this aspect of Trinity's character is she was unable to even deal with her issues in the marriage about what was happening, the Mm -hmm. scandal. She could not take the time to heal because she was busy trying to protect him and trying Mm -hmm. to protect the ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's even true sometimes of those of us who are in the pew as well. We're so busy trying to protect our pastor who we love, protect the the church that we go to, that we do not have an opportunity to actually take our time out to say, how has this affected me? You know, For us to give ourselves the space to be angry and to do all of those things because we go into protection mode and we just are doing and not taking the time out to heal.
0: I think you see that in the movie with those two members you know, there were the two members there who were still—they were still hanging. They were still for their pastor, still rooting and and doing all the things to make sure that uh, whatever his name is, Sterling K. Brown's character, Lee Curtis, Lee Curtis. Thank you. Making sure that he was still pastor. You know, and right. yeah. So we and we, we do some through.
1: mental gymnastics for that, right? right? Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it's what we
0: we know that those people exist in our churches. They're going to bend over backwards and, and discontort or contort themselves the way they need to, to make sure that pastor has what pastor needs to do what pastor needs to do. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that currently, as a matter of fact.
2: Mm. It, it's really interesting how triggering it can be um, in sitting in the pews or, or on staff or what have you, when the pastor does something Um you know, steps out of their marriage, in particular, if you are the child of parents where infidelity has taken place, or if you've been in a relationship where someone has cheated on you, that kind of thing can do the opposite. You know, you have your folks that will do the mental gymnastics to stay and to support the pastor, but the mother folk, those other folks will be absolutely triggered, Mm. right? And will do whatever it takes to get that joker out Mm. Of after it because mm-hmm. of their own wounds mm-hmm. their own unhealed parts and and you know things that have still stuck in their crawl after you know all those years so it these kinds of scandals just play can play so hard on a congregation
0: right
2: um in just ways that it it just doesn't need to be like that if people could just own their stuff You know, and take accountability. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be so painful for the congregation um, to endure. Mm -hmm. One of the things in the movie uh, is that uh, Trinity, First Lady Trinity, was, I don't know how many times she said it, but every time something kind of got too hard for her Mm -hmm. or something, you know, that embarrassed her, she told the film crew that was following them. I need you to cut taping. I need you to stop filming, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. there were certain sides that she did not want to be seen, certain vulnerabilities, certain moments where she was embarrassed and ashamed of herself or her husband or just, you know, it just wasn't right. She kept asking for the the film crew that was following them, you know, just cut it, just just cut it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder being in leadership how many times I have even as as a pastor or being on pastoral staff have uh, shut myself down in the pulpit or in other events be, you know in ways that I could have been more vulnerable um, and allowed someone to see the messy side of me, right mm-hmm. and how God was was dealing with me in those messy moments. Um, but I shut it down because of course I want to uh, present this wonderful, Ethic, you know, this wonderful ethos, rather, um, of someone who has it together. Mm-hmm. And so that that was a, a kind of a gut check for me, mm-hmm. watching the film. Like, you know what? There was nothing wrong with a lot of the stuff that she was experiencing and, and showing because, well, rather, there was something wrong with what she was experiencing. But her response to those things, you know, those were normal responses. Any wife would be, any spouse would be upset. Any spouse would have reactions that, you know, if they see that their partner is leaning towards, you know, doing that thing again that harmed them, yeah, they're going to have a response, right. you know, and that's natural. And I think, you know, we don't necessarily have to hide mm-hmm. our humanity. I think if we were to show ourselves a little more, you know, more folks would be inclined to to listen to what we got to say.
0: Right. Absolutely.
2: So one of the things about this uh, movie that the, one of the main critiques about this movie was that um, they said the filmmakers didn't need to show all of that. You know, we don't need to see all that. It's degrading to the church and it's this and it's that. Um, I thought that this movie was a brilliant use of satire to mm-hmm. hold up a mirror uh, to us to show us what, you know, our our pastoral scandals look like, what it actually looks like from, you know, the inside. And I think a lot of people were uncomfortable with that. Uh, there's always somebody saying, you know, touch not my my anointed, do the prophet, no harm. They always wanna throw that out there, you know. Yep. <laughs> but if the pastor is being toxic or if they're being harmful, can mm. we just say, yes, we need to talk about what the pastor's doing. The pastor need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> I need to go lay lay on on their face in front of God and get this thing right, you know. And if we keep just sweeping stuff up under the rug, we're gonna still kill. We're gonna still have the same kind of results, right? Which is, you know, scandals and and side babies, you know, and and side pieces coming to church and upsetting folk and and Mm -hmm. all. You know, we don't need that. We have enough to deal with in the church. What y'all say
0: amen
1: <laughs> so be it <laughs> and it is so
0: <laughs> but no that's true it's, it's very true um and when you said about touch not my anointed you know and do my profit no harm I mean the 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 opposite of that is also true we have to not touch the congregation in ways that are harmful mm. whether that's a physical touch or um, spiritually speaking, you know, we're called, like, as you mentioned earlier, when you are a leader in the church, you are called to a higher accountability, whether we like it or not, um, but we are. And so it. we have to be mindful of that and do something with that. So we can't just enjoy the praises of the people and get drunk on the praises of the people, which elevates us to that pedestal. No, we can't be about that. And and, and trust, I've heard the praises, I've received them and have liked them. But at the same time, I know that how dangerous that is. Mm -hmm. You can get drunk real quick off of that. And, um, so, yeah, you know, going back to what Takesha said, we you need to be talking to somebody. We need to be talking to people, uh, therapists, so that we can deal with our stuff. Um, because if we don't, it will come out. It will come out. It will come out. It will come out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And I mean, even just getting a spiritual care person that you work with. So, you know. Because sometimes it's not even that you necessarily had that proclivity, but you know, church people be church people,
0: <laughs> and it
1: can be a burden on you, and you can find yourself trying to find an outlet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that might be how you slipped into the slippery slope, you know, where we catch you at the bar getting sloppy because you're just like, I can't, <laughs> can't no more, I just cannot. Right. But that's
0: and, and part of that, too. It's funny you said that part of that too is really and I'm just speaking of my own personal. So, you know, I celebrated 25 years. We went on a special trip, my husband and I. And that was part of what I said. I said, babe. I said, you see somebody with the phone, you need to get it. <laughs> I, I, we this is the 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 revolution will not be recorded. <laughs> on the trip. Cause I need a minute. I need a break. But 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 I could feel that when you don't have a release for your stuff, or somebody to talk to, or some to deal with 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 the stuff that be stuffing in you. Mm-hmm. You got you better have something right. and somebody you can talk to and trust with it. Thank you, baby. He Yo, over in the next room. He can hear me. Thank you, baby. <laughs> because He right. knows that and understands that, so he makes it possible for me to. And I ain't doing, getting away doing crazy stuff, but I am getting away and enjoying myself.
1: Right.
0: On a level that I can enjoy. Let me just right.
1: put it that way. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you, you don't have to be on. Right. Like, right. I go, just through. had, I just had, you know, look, first of all, we went to like a little happy hour spot. And so my friends were saying, they're like, when the um, waitress asked us, do you want to be seated at the bar or outside of the bar? And mm-hmm. they were like, well, how do you feel about it? You know, but it's just things like yeah. that. We don't right. get to just be regular because you're like, right. a church member walk in here, then you're going to have to worry right. about what they yeah. think about you. You know, and yep. they're going to look at your drinks and be like, what yep. you got over here? You know. Right. And so, <laughs> right. So there's a lot of things that come with us protecting the, yeah. you know, what is, 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 expected of our role and then you go through your own personal things Mm -hmm. so it's like Mm -hmm. you know when other people get to you know just fall out nobody cares about it you gotta still be put together you're hurting just as much as that would hurt them but you gotta act like you have it together to be the spiritual care person for them
2: yeah yep yeah well y'all pastors leaders are indeed human um and we have to understand you know that that we gonna do some human stuff sometimes uh the key is us uh using the scripture as our gripper slippers so our foot don't slip
0: <laughs> you're killing me today Monday. Monday. you are on it girl if you don't stop <laughs>
2: All right. Well, y'all, that's it today. Um, Y'all tribe, thank you so much for being part of this episode. The question uh, that we want to ask you all today is, what is the path of redemption for pastors who are involved in sexual scandal? We want to hear your thoughts. So go on and head over to the Righteous Ratchet and Real Facebook page and sound off. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your suggestions. Uh, We want to hear your responses. Uh, Let's discuss this thing. All right. All right. So as always, we want to thank you for joining us. Be sure to give us a review, tell a friend, and come back next time for more Righteous, Ratchet, and Real. Deuces.
0: Bye.